This is my brother David. David, do you have anything to say? No. He yeah, doesn't say. The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome, yes, to the 100th episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. Wow, yeah, we made it all the way here. Yeah, fine. Uh, Well, uh, Originally, I had hoped that I could have uh, an interview and chat with the Reverend Bob Levy, who uh, got me into this podcast stuff. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, he's not feeling well because, as I've mentioned before, the uh, drunk driver that smashed into his vehicle and seriously injured him. uh, Has left him with uh, some quite a bit of recovery he's got to work on. And so... Uh, again, everybody should send their, uh, uh, thoughts and prayers for the good reverend and, uh, tweet him a message about getting well soon. You know, that, that, that'll be nice. Uh, give him a little, little emotional support there. Amen. So there goes those plans. And I might not have been able to do it anyway, because I've been having, uh, Skype problems, uh, it just doesn't seem to work very well. And uh, there's alternatives to Skype that I've been using and certainly been using it with the Rob Saul show. But yeah, those haven't been coming through either. I mean, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And it's it's hard to get a, call up a guest and tell them, hey, I want to you know record with you. And then all that crap keeps happening. Uh, so I've basically just given up on getting any guests uh, lately. <laughs> I hope, uh, hoping things will get better. I haven't tested it out just yet as I'm taping this, but recently, uh, my internet service sent a guy over and, uh, sped up my internet, at least according to the speed test. And hopefully that'll clear it up. I guess I'll find out when I attempt to do yet another gig on the Rob Saul show. And, uh, we'll see how that works. Other than that, I don't know what else to do. Uh, it could be that I'm just going to be a guy. Who babbles on his own show, oh, <laughs> which is Lord. mostly what it is anyway. Uh, but I, I do like having guests and uh, talking and meeting people and stuff like that. So uh, I'm still uh, I'm hoping to get uh, comedian Rich Schneider back on because uh, we had discussed that at the end of that interview about uh, discussing his book once I'd read it. Well, I've since read it, of course, but man, I, I'd be really embarrassing to have somebody come on and then can't talk to them. <laughs> so. Oh, so, uh, it, it's a problem. It, it sure is. But hopefully, uh, it'll clear up in the future. Uh, so unfortunately, once again, uh, a week of disaster. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just have to review it. Of course, by the time you this gets posted, right. something else will have happened, which is exactly what happened last week in Charlottesville. Boy, uh, you know, what else can you say? It's oh, there's plenty to say. And you could see it coming. That's a right. lot of people are blaming different right-wingers for being As a part should. of this when they aren't. Uh, Gavin McGinnis, who I've oh. said I'm a, I'm a fan of, I enjoy oh, his show uh, on Compound Media and uh, oh. dribble videos on uh, to, uh, YouTube oh. and what have you. Um, 
And of course, he formed his uh, Proud Boys yeah, <laughs> organization uh, about Western chauvinism and all that. Racism. Uh, and they keep putting him into that crowd, they should. even though he clearly stated. And obviously, people on the left do not watch his show, don't know what he talks about or anything. Well, of course not. It's and you can tell field. by the how they criticize him because they criticize him for things he didn't say or do. What? And he's he's been uh, he's separated himself from the alt right a long time ago. Oh please! Uh, primarily because of all their anti-Semitic uh, statements and whatnot. Uh, there's a powerful anti-Jewish uh, strain in there. What? And uh, Gavin, uh, like me, loves Jews. Uh, I do. And, and when we talk about uh, promoting uh, what the the, uh, the greatness of Western civilization, which the left it says is white, uh, no, uh, there is no Western yeah. civilization without Jews. Jews, uh, their culture, and uh, we call it the Judeo-Christian ethic. Well, Judeo refers to Judaism <laughs> and the Jewish people. And without their contributions, the uh, Western civilization as we know it would not exist. And uh, Gavin understands that. But uh, he's, he's uh, good at taking down the left, so they're going to rope him in with the rest of these guys. And uh, it's just not true. Uh, the Unite the Right uh, event uh, that was begun by people like Richard Spencer and what have yeah, you. Gavin, uh, Gavin said, no, we're, I'm not going there. And he didn't want anybody from his Proud Boys going there either. Uh, he said, there's too many racists and white nationalists and white supremacists on this. And that's not good. Even if nothing had happened, even if they just showed up and did a lot of screaming and stuff and then left. Uh, it would still be bad because you're associating with these people who are carrying, you know, swastikas and well, all that stuff. They weren't all and, doing uh, that. Whites will take over again and whatever. Uh, what would they say? Oh, Jews will not replace us and <laughs> all well, that crap. Oh, so, well, of course, yeah. didn't want to be a part of that. But I point out, Gavin, because there's plenty of others who are also smeared with this, and it's very easily debunked, but... No. Even going forward, people are going to say uh, he was a part of it, but he wasn't. No, that's a complete lie, and uh, it's slanderous. And uh, if it continues, um, he may have a legal case there, too, as well. What? So, that's ridiculous. yes, uh, Charlottesville happened. But, of course, it's... Well, it's it's, it's all Trump's yeah. fault, what? and he should immediately resign! Oh, God damn it, that ain't going to happen, not now, not now. Yes, it will. Bannon's got it. It's only the beginning. Oh, and not soon enough, I God tell damn. you. Because he, he he was proudly a member of the all right. Yeah. Right there no, under just wrote Trump's roof. That's all it was. Well, I suppose it uh, would have been better if uh, instead of Bannon, he would have had members of the Muslim Brotherhood uh, what? weighing in on FBI procedures and stuff like what happened in the Obama administration lefty. What the hell are you talking about? That's nonsense. Now, once again, lefty's ignorant of the truth. Yeah, pretty much. That doesn't deny the reality that on Trump's watch, members of his supporters well, committed murder. Yeah, he, well, yeah, a crazed uh, 20-year-old neo-Nazi right. the murder. I don't know if that qualifies. But the neo-Nazis are his base. That's yeah. his whole support right no, there. Trump right is to blame. No, he ain't. God no. damn it, you take that back. No, I will not. Yeah, but le- lefty. Trump didn't organize the Unite the Right rally. Yeah, but he benefits from it. And he speaks to the men code words and language that lets them know that he supports them. And that gives them strength and allows them to rally 
had do these horrible events that, as I said, resulted in the murder of a woman. And furthermore, his response was weak and pathetic. It took him two days to get this, you know, fake outrage on his part against white supremacists and the Klan and that sort of thing. Oh, it took him two days to do it. With the very same people praising him for doing so, the very same people who condemned President Barack Obama for not using the words radical Islam. Oh, well, where are you now? Still here. Yeah, we're still waiting on uh, Obama to uh, condemn the jihad like that. Uh, but Trump, yes, clumsy as he always is, uh, did condemn uh, the white nationalists, the supremacists, and Nazis, alt-right. Uh, what's what's the other words? Uh, the Old Klan. Really? Uh, yeah, okay, all that. Uh, he did oh, do it, what and as I said, still waiting on President Obama to condemn radical Islam, yeah, which has resulted in the slaughter of thousands, well, a lot of whom were Muslim themselves. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, just couldn't find the time to do just a simple but statement. But now, because Trump was clumsy and uh, a bit pathetic in his no, uh, response I, to yeah, the Charlottesville incident, no. uh, he must resign. That's yes. the, <laughs> the results here. Died as a result of protest movements that were favorable to Obama under his reign. <laughs> what? Well, oh my God! Uh, yeah, Lefty, that's just so much trash. No, it isn't. Um. In 2013, ex-Los Angeles Police Department officer Chris Dorner murdered four people in slightly over a week, including two police officers. In his manifesto, Dorner rallied against the LAPD for firing him for complaining about an instance in which he claimed an officer used excessive force. However, the LAPD determined he had made false statements about it and fired him. Dorner felt slighted to the point where he decided to go on his murderous rampage to get his name exonerated <laughs> Boy, and bring attention to what he felt was the LAPD's ongoing corruption. Uh, Dorner also happened to be a leftist who was a what? fan of the likes of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Uh, just guilt by association. Yeah, yeah, lefty, just like you. What? No, that's no. That's just some crazy guy goes nuts. Come on. Well, that guy who ran the car and them people was crazy too. But he was inspired by Trump. Nope. And his hateful rhetoric. Well, he was inspired by Hitler. Same thing. Uh, Nazis and all that sort of thing. And uh, he had a violent record too. I believe he beat his own mother and stuff. So, but, yeah. Yeah. That's what those people are but, like. Um, yeah. But, yeah. This one guy, oh so what, God, you know? One. Yeah, well, then there was Dallas, remember? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Mika no. Alexander Johnson, yeah, he assassinated okay, five police officers. That's all that uh, The Daily Wire's James Baird wrote, responding to the outrage over the Sterling and Castile, and that was Philando Castile, which was a legitimate case. There. Yes. The police officer should have been convicted. That's right, uh, but there's well. no justice. Uh, Sterling, uh, uh, not so much. But nevertheless, uh, President Obama responded to their deaths, saying they're not isolated incidents, but were symptomatic of a criminal justice system plagued by racial disparities. Exactly. That evening, during a Black Lives Matter rally, Johnson opened fire on Dallas police officers, shooting a dozen officers, five of whom died from their wounds. Before the police were forced to shoot him dead. 
He told them he was deliberately targeting white people, especially white officers, yep. and that the Black Lives Matter movement had inspired oh, their actions. Oh. There you go. What do you mean, there you go? What is this? Well, Lefty, uh, following your logic, uh, you would be you would should have called for Obama's resignation. Oh, no, it's not the same. Oh my God! What? Black Lives Matter inspired this nut. Well, kill them officers. Nuts the operative and word. And you're gonna sit here and say that Obama didn't support Black Lives Matter? I mean, hell, the whole Democratic Party endorsed them. But, but their objectives were noble and honorable. You can't let some bad apples spoil the bowl. Gavin Long murdered three police officers in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Who? Long was a black nationalist who subscribed to the same kind what? of black liberation theology perpetrated by <laughs> Reverend <laughs> Jeremiah Wright, oh, Obama's former pastor. Well, Long frequently ranted about cops and crackers and was empathetic toward organizations like the new Black Panther Party. But, 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 but there's anger and, and, and struggle oh, and, good and Lord. stuff. Excuses, excuses. Kate Steinle was murdered by an illegal what? immigrant who was deported five times, yet was able to reside in San Francisco due to the city's status as a sanctuary city. What? The Obama administration what? largely supported sanctuary cities well, and didn't use the full legal tools at its disposal to crack down on them. Uh, look, you can't just attack a whole group of people over the actions of one man. Uh, you know, it's sad that Steinle died, but, you know, I mean, it's one incident. You can't just... You know, paid everyone involved in that. That's criminals. You just can't do it. Oh, my God. If only you could hear what you're saying. The Benghazi scandal oh seems to have faded God, from the public's Benghazi. memory, but four brave yeah, Americans died at the hands of Islamic terrorists in the American consulate in Benghazi, Libya. Yep. The Obama administration initially blamed the attack on a video. It did nothing to help the four right. Americans who were murdered. We still don't know what Obama was doing that night. His and job. Media outlets went out of their way to shield Obama from blame over the deaths of those four Americans as they refused to hold Obama to the same standard which they now hold Trump. This, this is just so much nothing. It's true. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Just a bunch of whataboutism is what that is. That's, oh. Yeah, Lefty, uh, whataboutism is often uh, a, a stupid tactic and a weak one, and this is true, uh, because uh, pointing out to someone else's wrongs doesn't necessarily make the other guy's wrongs right. And that would be uh, an important case to make. However, the double standard of the media's coverage of these matters and to call for Trump's resignation over it uh, is preposterous. Uh, you know, and then media figures and comedians and whatnot, like uh, Jimmy Kimmel's and people who voted for Trump, need to admit they they picked the wrong guy. They should have voted for a lying criminal instead. What uh, is just absurd. Yeah. And uh, the comparison uh, does work here in that what Obama did was far more egregious in his response to Benghazi than what Trump did in his stupid response to what? Charlottesville. He wasn't stupid. Yeah, it kind of was, uh, Red. I mean, uh, yeah. and then him responding that uh, there's some good people on both sides in this. Uh, well, no, not really. The opposers uh, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You're both, none of you are making sense. Well, Mr. Nelson, it's starting to make a little sense now. That all right was evil. Now, they're, I mean, they're mostly stupid, and uh, there is some evil there, yeah. And uh, the alt-right as a whole has been blown way out of proportion, but, of course, there's capital in that. and that. But the, oddly enough, calling it the alt-right, I guess that means the right are good. <laughs> what? No, no, no. They're all one of the same. You're all wrong and evil. But they're, 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 
I'm not going to let you get away with this ridiculous idea that uh, Obama was just as bad as Trump, if not worse. That's just so wrong. Well, it's so right, except that Trump didn't do nothing wrong. Not ever. Never what? will. Never did. Never will. Ne I mean, never did. Never. Well, you know, he's just oh, not wrong. Good Lord. Well, Lefty, uh, following your logic such that it is, I guess we have to conclude that what Trump should have done was uh, blame the whole Charlottesville incident on a YouTube video. And then finding the uh, perpetrator of that, or the guy who posted the video, uh, and putting him in jail for a year. So uh, that would have been, been better, even though it was all a lie. It would still would have been the right response, because that's what Obama did in the deaths of what? four Americans. But, that's hey, just... you know, uh, that's the lesson you're teaching us. No. Just stop going all over the map and stuff without dealing with the perpetrators of this Charlottesville atrocity. Well, yeah, I guess we ought to look at the uh, the organizer here. Uh, name, his name was Jason Kessler. Uh, he used to be an Occupy Wall Street activist what? and supporter of Barack Obama. Oh, man. No, that, that yeah, can't the be. Daily Wire's James Barrett reported that a woman recently approached uh, Kessler and talked to him about his prior involvement in the Occupy movement, which made Kessler uncomfortable. Barrett oh, also cited a right-wing news report that Kessler was paid $1,320 for consulting a Senate Democratic candidate in 2012 well, and held a myriad of left-wing positions, uh, including his what? support of abortion and well, leftist environmentalist po policies, well, uh, as well as his opposition to hawkish foreign policy positions. Kessler became an odious alt-writer after he witnessed the massive outrage over a woman tweeting, Going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. Oh, my God. Yeah, remember that woman? She was the most evil woman in the world for a day. Lost her job before a plane landed after she tweeted that out. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you who she was uh, to save my life at this point. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so apparently, uh, you know, the faux outrage about something like this is some heinous crime she committed. Apparently, that's what turned him. <laughs> you think it would be something more? <laughs> but... Uh, this goes into the ideas of the professional activist. Activism is good. It's constitutional. You have a right to petition your government. You have a right to uh, assemble and all of that sort of thing. Uh, but when you have professional activists, uh, boy, it's all just about making that into a career so you don't have to get a real job and work. Oh, yeah. so, that's so unfair. <laughs> and it uh, really doesn't matter well, which uh, uh, political bent they come from. Uh, and a lot of these people, I su suspect, could switch on a dime if it was to their benefit. And he probably saw this as more of an opportunity than uh, like Occupy, which uh, fizzled. Well, it didn't exactly fizzle. It turned into Black Lives Matter, and now it's turned into Antifa, or Antifa, however you want to put yeah, it. Yeah, this is another thing, but they, people people like you, Mr. President, the president, are saying that Antifa is just as bad as the the alt-right people. And they are. And just so wrong. No, it isn't. They've been violent since their inception, well, and they uh, proudly held the banner. They're going to war. Well. Uh, anybody who disagrees with them, they just label them a Nazi so they can beat them in the head with a crowbar. Uh, Stuff like that, and they, you can never speak. They shut down speech. They speech. put this idea out that they're anti-fascist, yet they fight fascism with fascism. Yeah, <laughs> they also fight bigotry with bigotry, and uh, that doesn't quite work. And uh, if you're troubled by this lefty and you don't like hearing that because you think it's all just Trumpisms and stuff, uh, I never thought I would have any praise for Noam Chomsky, but... Uh, what? 
Well, there's always a, there's a first time for everything. Oh, bad. <laughs> uh, yes, because even Noam Chomsky uh, said that the Antifa is a major gift to the right because they're often wrong in principle and generally destructive. Oh, no. That's right. They're just a violent bunch of thugs. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, you're feeding into the Trump's argument. And, you know, uh, say they're just as bad. I suppose, well, that's an insult to the family members of the woman who died. Yeah, Lefty, that's really disgusting that you would use her like that. Uh, we don't know what, what Miss Heyer's involvement was. She was there to protest the Unite the Right people. Uh, but it, it, you're feeding into Trump's argument yourself, Lefty, because he was saying there was good people on both sides there. There were bad people there. Well, uh, the organizations as a whole, I would say, are bad. Uh, obviously, the alt-right's bad. And the Antifa is bad because, like I just said, they're very violent, they're anti, they're fascist. And I don't know what her involvement is, but if you want to, you're making uh, Trump's argument here that, yeah, there could be people who didn't quite understand what this was all about and went out there thinking they're, uh, they're battling this or that. And it turns out, no, it was, it was a bunch of Nazis fighting a bunch of communists. <laughs> and what? there's no real winners there. And uh, that could happen. Yeah, but, but the, the, the uh, mother of the woman, she spoke out against Trump. And you, you're just. You're 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 really way off him. You better goddamn well have the goods when you're going to slam me like that <laughs> and say that I'm smearing the grieving mother of a dead woman. Yeah. Uh, you're pathetic and you're using her <laughs> as capital. I will agree with her on the point that uh, Trump should think before he tweets. <laughs> Boy, is that true? Well, uh, but uh, I will never take back that Antifa is a violent, uh, thuggish group because they are. <laughs> What do you mean you should change his tweets? That's oh. fine as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. He's spreading this BS rumor about General Pershing using pig's blood dipped bullets against Muslims. It was completely penciled fire a lie, according to PolitiFact and Snopes. Yes. Well, I wouldn't cite PolitiFact. It's certainly not Snopes as a great source. But what? nevertheless, there was some quite uh, uh, falsehoods here. Uh, it was not a lie, per se. It's uh, more of a myth. Uh, there's truth rooted in myths. Lies are just completely untrue. Uh, Pershing was involved in the Moro province of the Philippines during the country's transition from the 1898 Spanish-American War to political independence, which America helped facilitate. The Moros were Muslims who were against the country being occupied. Uh, their swordsmen, Yura Matados, uh, murdered scores of Christians during this time. Oh. Yeah, Pershing's biography stated that the general was reluctant to be responsible for any more loss of life than was necessary and that he never actually executed any Muslims. He go. did, however, shower pig blood onto prisoners oh. and then warn other Eurymatados that the same would happen to them if they didn't stop their killing spree. Oh. As they believed that being doused in pig blood would result in eternal damnation. Oh my uh, according to Time, there was an instance where Pershing brought a pig's head to a ceasefire negotiation with a Muslim leader. American soldiers would also bury Yoramatados in pig blood and with pigs themselves, although Pershing is not believed to have been associated with that. Uh, but Pershing's biographers contacted by Time claimed that they have no evidence that he ever committed the acts that Trump claimed. Well, there you go. Liar. It seems that Pershing 
did use the Hiramatado's religious aversion to pigs against them, but there is no evidence that he ever dipped uh, bullets in pigs' blood and then shot 49 prisoners and told the 50th to warn the others about it. That's, that's the myth. That's the story that Trump seems to think is true, uh, but it isn't. Yeah. Uh, but it's... It's comes out of what happened in the, that conflict. Well, um, he's still a liar. And that they did use pigs and pigs' blood <laughs> against them to, uh, you know, scare them into uh, giving up. Yeah, he's so to, uh, to say it's pants old fire lie, not exactly because it's born out of this. The idea that it's completely made up out of nothing. It is. is not true. What? But once again, like I said, Trump is very clumsy. What? He's yes. very stupid oh. in his tweets. Come on now. <laughs> These things happen. Is that reason for him to uh, to uh, the resign? Yes. No. What? No, he shouldn't. It's ridiculous to even suggest he should. But this is his tweet in response to the terrorist attack in Barcelona. My God. It's just so unpresent. In light of these two horrific incidents, and this idiot just stumbles oh, around on. like that. You're That's not a leader. Yeah, he is. Besides, isn't it interesting that a terrorist attack happens very similar to Charlottesville? Uh, boy, 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 you alt-writers are just inspiring all kinds of acts of hit. What? Yeah, ISIS has been doing these attacks for quite some time, especially in Europe. Uh, they called for it, saying, hey, if you don't have the weapons, use your vehicle. And they followed suit. So the idea that uh, Charlottesville uh, inspired this is absurd and completely idiotic and insane. Yeah. But, well, that didn't stop CNN's Wolf Blitzer. The final point I would make, Wolf, is just, is just this note. Is that in light of the, the uproar of the last several days, Five days apart, you have uh, white supremacists in Charlottesville use a vehicle to kill. Exactly. And here you have attackers, at least following the modus operandi uh, of terrorists, using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well. And, and that's yes. the, the, the shared tactics uh, that, that should be alarming. Exactly. Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats. There will be questions if uh, what happened uh, in Barcelona uh, was at all, at all, uh, a copycat version of what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, even though there may be different characters, different political ambitions. Uh, they use uh, the same uh, the same killing device, a vehicle going at, at yes. high speed into a group, a large group of pedestrians. Exactly. As I said, uh, ISIS has been uh, using uh, pe uh, vehicles, killing people for quite some time now. They wrote about it in their magazine and called for their supporters and members to do just that, and they followed suit. But, of course, uh, that's not good enough capital for leftist politics here in our country, so Wolf Blitzer has to make it seem as if somehow uh, Charlottesville gave them the idea, which is beyond stupid. Uh, he should be ashamed of himself for suggesting it, but of course, no, he won't. Used to think Blitzer was a good guy. Uh, it's incidents like this uh, that pretty much destroys that notion I once held about the man. Uh, ISIS is nowhere near uh, comparable uh, to impact-wise of what these idiots on the alt-right are doing. Uh, ISIS is an international terrorist network. They were born out of Al-Qaeda, which was an international terrorist network, and they've slaughtered thousands and continue to do so. Uh, the alt-right, not so much. Oh, so uh, the idea, but there's no political capital for them. 
uh, because uh, Democrats and the left are weak in the face uh, of uh, infidelophobia, so they continue what? the myth of insula- uh, uh, Islamophobia uh, as uh, just, a, a no. group that they can exploit for votes. And that's about it. And to uh, signal themselves as virtuous beyond all others and righteous Uh, against any forms of bigotry, except, of course, the ones they engage in. Oh, that's just, look, look, I guess we're running out of time here. So I will just make the point that the right engages in violent rhetoric that often results in violence. It's just terrible, the things they say. And sooner or later, someone's going to act on it. That's why hate speech shouldn't be protected by the First Amendment. Uh, well, Lefty, uh, you can't say fire in a crowded theater, that sort of thing. You can't make direct threats against people. That's a crime. And uh, certainly you cannot make uh, threats uh, against the president. That, well, I didn't. And no one on the left ever does. But people on the right do. Oh, boy, I know you were all wishing for something terrible to happen to Baba. Hell, yeah, that's just the way you people are. You're violent. Missouri Democrat State Senator Maria Chappelle Nadal posted on her Facebook page, I hope Trump is assassinated. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> yeah, look, uh, Lefty, ultimately what this boils down to is we're letting a bunch of lunatics decide how we discuss our politics and think here. I mean, following your logic, Lefty, then I guess we have to hold uh, Bernie Sanders responsible for Steve Calise's shooting. Obviously, that would be wrong. So, the same here. Uh, being upset that Trump's an asshole and he doesn't know how to speak properly. <laughs> well, we've known that for quite some time. Knew it before uh, he was elected, and he still got elected. Uh, so... This uh, calls for him to go away and uh, the people within the party doing it. And Mitt Romney, of course, has an axe to grind. But for Mitt Romney to say that uh, Antifa is a good organization, boy, was that stupid. So you see, even establishment people can ignorantly tweet things about stuff they know nothing about, which he clearly doesn't understand who these guys are. There we go. Uh, that's it for this first segment, which went uh, way too long than I expected. <laughs> uh, we'll come back with a brand new episode of Sun King. But first, a few messages from sponsors and some bits. I'll play some old bits, too, that I haven't played in a while. Uh, celebrating the 100th episode of The Nelson Show. You're listening to The Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. This is your ass. This is your ass in prison. Any questions? This has been a public service announcement reminding you that if you do the crime, you will do the time. Hard time. Hello there. Who the fuck are you? Well, I'm Mr. Gecko from Geico Insurance. And I'm here to tell you that our premium prices are second to none in Cost friendliness. Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, I want you to tell this to my cat. Uh, cat? Holy shit. That cat popped that limey lizard's head off like he was from ISIS. It's unbelievable. Geico. 
Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Smellogs Poop, the super delicious laxative, presents The Adventures of Sun King. Faster than the speed of light, more powerful than an atomic bomb, able to leap the moon in a single bound. Sun King. And who? Disguised as mild-mannered tabloid reporter Mark Milktit, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. In our last episode, Sun King in his guise of Mark Milktit attended a performance of Balloon or Not at Club Gentleman. But before he could question Miss Balloon or Not on the details concerning the murder of TRRX, he was suddenly pounced upon by Baluna Not herself as she engaged him with a lap dance. As a result of this, Mark finds himself powerfully aroused, including his ultimate solar power. Green snot! I don't know how much longer I can hold back this throbbing, pounding, pulsating power of Nova Blast! Oops! Oh, well. Huh. You know, well, these things happen, sir. Uh, now, uh, uh, ma'am, uh, if you'll excuse me, I, I, I've got to go change my pants. And once outside, hiding behind a nearby dumpster, Mark Milted removes his outer garments to transform himself into Sun King. Ooh, that was a close call. Thank God for that beer. It certainly dampened down my Nova Blast powers. But... I've wasted enough time on this. It's time to take charge of the investigation and get some answers. And I think I'll start by checking out Miss Nut's cell phone, which, by a chance of stellar fortune, fell out of her ass into my hand while she gave me her lap dance. Mm, yes, yes, guilty messages between her and one much Rex. This is enough evidence to send her up the river. However, there's not enough here to fully implicate Mr. Rex. I'm going to need to get a full confession out of her in order her to turn him over. And so later, in the dressing room of one balloon or not. Well, say, what are you doing in my room? Waiting for you, naturally. What? What are you wearing? Look, buddy, the show's outside. Now beat it. Not so fast, Baluna. I thought you might be interested in learning that I know that you killed Tiara Rex. What? That's, that's crazy talk. Is it? 
then I suppose you have an explanation for these text messages between you and Let's Rex, in which you detail how you managed to kill Tiara Rex by lacing her vibrator with cyanide solution. Good lord, I should have read the police report more fully. I, I didn't really understand the nature of her murder. I, but nevertheless, there it is, right there in your own phone. Damn it! Give me that! Nothing doing. You're coming with me for a little chat with law enforcement. Give me that phone right now or I'll make Swiss cheese of you! Put that thing away, you silly fool! Well, I guess that proves your lethal intentions. Uh, what? I don't understand. I, I shot you point blank range. I, what the hell is this? <laughs> Thanks to my solarized energy powers, I have a thin, impenetrable force field around my body. So your bullets merely disintegrated upon impact. But I, I don't even know what that means. Well, no surprise there. Now listen, you. You'd better come clean and help clear Taco Tortilla's name, or I'm going to have to get really nasty. But I... I'll get the chair for this. Well, no, not really. All right, all right, I see what you're saying. You want me to turn snitch so I can get a lighter sentence. What? Oh, right, yeah, 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 but uh, actually I was going to say that uh, they don't use the chair anymore. They actually lay you out on a table and strap you down that inject you with a uh, lethal toxin that basically puts you asleep and you never wake up again. But, uh, yeah, but but still, yeah, uh, I, you need to make a deal and, uh... Hand over the true culprit behind the murder of Tiara Rex. And I believe we both know who that is. Yeah, you're right. The real mastermind behind the murder was... Oh! Oh! Oh no! Green Snot! Gunshots from the window! Miss Nut! Miss Nut! She's bleeding profusely. No pulse. Of course, I keep forgetting. Most people don't have bulletproof force fields. Oh, no! With the sudden demise of Balloon or Not, is this the end of Sun King's investigation into the murder of Tiara Rex? Find out in the next exciting episode of The Adventures of Sun King! The Adventures of Sun King is a Nelson production. All characters and stories are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson with music by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Here's the movie that inspired Night of the Living Dead, The Last Man on Earth. Vincent Price stars as the only uninfected man from a plague that has turned humanity into a race of undead vampires. Well, they don't drink blood, they don't turn into bats, sunlight bothers them but doesn't kill them, and they have reflections but they don't like looking at them. Hey, they do come back from the dead, so there's that. Anyway, despite being slow, clumsy, and mostly harmless, Price finds them annoying enough to kill them. After a day of killing, he goes home, gets drunk while watching home movies, and cries himself asleep to jazz records. Also, as a bonus to this deal, you get Chapter 1 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Flash tries to stop mean spaceships from pissing all over the Earth. This film, like many of the films in my store, includes music by Kevin McLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Head over to cellfi.com slash Nelson and start watching films with me. That's cellfi.com.
S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, Nelson. It's just that simple. And now, it's time for Cold Blue with our heroes, Doctors Levy, Conti, and Kinsel. Well, Mr. Tinklestain, what seems to be the problem? Well, Dr. Levy, it's, um, a few months back, I had a penile implant put in. Wow. I couldn't use the normal treatments of, you know, Viagra and Cialis because of my heart condition, and so, well, an implant was put in, and, well, everything seemed fine, but, uh... What? Is it defective? It doesn't work? What's the problem? It... it makes a sound... It's a silly, humiliating noise. Uh, how bad can it be? All right, drop your drawers and let's see what we got here. All right. Uh, okay, here goes. I'll, I'll activate it. <laughs> it's no laughing matter, Doctor. I, my marriage is on the brink of destruction because of it. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> Boy, you can't stay in the mood when you're laughing that hard. <laughs> it's not only that. Sometimes it, it goes off on its own. <sighs> right at the office in the middle of work and important meetings. <laughs> I don't think you fully understand how much torment I'm in hang here. Hang on a minute. Hang on. I gotta catch my breath here. Alright, alright. Look, 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 look. Hey, put that thing down. I don't want that stand at me. Okay, I'll deflate it. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is gold. Meanwhile, on the next floor, we find the offices of psychiatrist Dr. John Kinsel. Oh, Dr. Kinsel, I just, I don't know what this means, but I deeply love my husband. And we've had a good marriage for the four years we've been together, but sometimes when I'm alone and I, you know, touch myself, I dream about other women. Does that make me gay? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Let me, let me find somebody who can help you with this. What, what are you doing? Hang on. All right, here we go. What are you doing with that puppet on your hand? Relax. It's therapy. This is Betty the Butch. Say hi to Betty. Say hi to, say hi to Laura, Betty. Well, hi there, Laura. Let me tell you, honey. Oh, I'd love nothing more than to dive right into your fish bucket. Oh, let me tell you. Oh. Uh, this is totally inappropriate and outrageous, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if she went down on you, <laughs> it'd be more like a hand job. <laughs> Meanwhile, down the hall, Dr. Joe Conti begins his rounds. So, uh, Mr. Brownspot, uh, what seems to be the trouble today for you? Well, Dr. Conti, I, uh, lately I've been suffering from severe gastrointestinal problems, resulting in uncontrollable flatulence that never seems to end. Oh. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> oh, jeez. <coughs> oh. Let me, uh, let me get the window. Uh. Oh, hang on, that's my phone. Let me check that. But then, static electricity from Conti's phone ignites the methane gas that has been collected in the exam room, resulting in... 
Will Dr. Conti and Mr. Brownspot survive? What about Dr. Levy and his patient? Can he solve the problem of those cartoon noises for that man's privates? And what about Dr. Kinsel? Is his therapy unorthodox or just batshit crazy? Tune in next time for another episode of Code Blue. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. In the world of today's popular discourse, it's often difficult to discern what exactly are the rules. That's why we provide you with The Rules with Lefty Turnington. You know, people from the South are stupid, inbred races, except me, but haven't come from there. I know, there's secret codes. Yeah, yeah. Now, you take that popular slogan that Trump's been using since the beginning of his campaign. Make America great again. Well, let's break that down, shall we? Yes, we will. The word make refers to force. In other words, fascism. America. Well, America is seen as the leader of Western civilization. And, of course, Western means white. Great. Well, great means better. Like, you know, better people. Otherwise known as the master race. Mm-hmm. And finally, again. Well, again refers to the past. Like the days of Jim Crow, when white privileged reigned supreme. With all these code words, it's clear that President Donald Trump was the Zodiac Killer. These are the rules. I do not make the rules, but like you, I am forced to live under them. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirts, several kinds of t-shirts, even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store, courtesy of Zazzle.com. That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. (laughs) Yes, it's just that simple. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have. Yes, all different kinds of shirts, some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my Selfie store. Uh, some even represent the Bob Levy show. And for the ladies, yes, some little undergarments with my face on them. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, bumper stickers, posters, little buttons and pins, all that good stuff, and plenty of other kinds of shirts. Yes, and of course, like I mentioned, the value shirt at $14.95. It's a steal. Yes. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr., I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So, please, uh, 
Help me out, won't you? Thanks. All right, welcome back to the Nelson Show, the 100th episode. Uh, I've recently been re-watching all the Star Wars movies uh, in order, so <laughs> yeah, I had to sit through the prequels. Uh, I finished, uh, Rogue One and then, uh, oh, A New Hope. So I'm caught up to that. I'll be watching, uh, Empire Strikes Back next, but, uh, just getting myself all prepared for the latest one to hit, uh, theaters sometime around Christmas, I believe. Um, so, uh, that'll be good. So I'm just giving, getting myself refreshed. But every time I uh, look at that, uh, I try to see, well, were the prequels really that bad? Yes, they were. <laughs> Boy, there's there's just so many things there. Uh, even technical details where, boy, they, it really hurts that they didn't use practical sets and stuff more than they did. And uh, it just doesn't stand the test of time. But uh, even with uh, great effects, it would have been crap. Because uh, when you're doing a prequel, the rule is you have to uh, abide by what uh, the the previous films are, well, <laughs> the successive films now, uh, established. So you've got your three Star Wars films that everyone knows, and there's certain things they refer to, to the backstory of how they got there. So you can't violate those rules. But right off the bat, uh, George Lucas does that. Uh, the character of Qui-Gon Jinn, who the hell is that? Well, he's Obi-Wan's teacher. Well, the uh, the movies, which supposedly now take place in the future, uh, Obi-Wan mentions Yoda as his teacher, and that's it. He doesn't mention anyone else. Uh, so that's a problem. Uh, Leia refers to having memories of their mother, with who turned, you know, Leia and Luke were uh, twins, and uh, Luke has no memory of it and everything. Oh, well, what eventually you get to the birth of, uh, of Luke and Leia... Uh, they're both just infants. They have a few seconds with their mother. Uh, Leia doesn't have any more time with her. There's no way she could remember her mother. Uh, the only explanation, I suppose, and you just have to insinuate it, it's not on the screen, is that through the Force, uh, Leia had a more connection with her mother, I guess, and understood that she was sad and all that. Uh, it just doesn't work. Um, now, the basic plots of the films could have been uh, plausible and worked out, but uh, the showing of Anakin Skywalker turning as fast as he does, boy, that just, it's really, it's terrible. I mean, uh, and just on the word of a man he knows uh, is the villain that they've been fighting through the three films. <laughs> and I can save Padme from her predestined death at childbirth. And so Anakin uh, he just turns on all the fellow Jedi, slaughters them all, and this includes children, <laughs> so, to go to the dark side in order to get this supposed secret power that can uh, save her from death or bring her back from the dead, whatever need be. And uh, all of this based on some story that this known liar <laughs> told him. <laughs> now, of course, uh, later in the canon, this story about the uh, Darth Plagueis having the power to uh, create life and uh, extend people's life, whatever. Uh, apparently that is canon, so he wasn't exactly weaving a tall tale. But still, uh, you're going to trust this guy to provide you with the secret when he openly admits, yeah, I don't know the secret yet, but maybe we can figure it out. Yeah, that's reason enough to go and co uh, commit wholesale slaughter. And of course, uh, typically with uh, tragedies, uh, as a result of his actions trying to prevent her death, he ends up causing it. And that's typical of, of tragedy, going back to the original tragedies of, of Greek uh, myths and what have you. Uh, but still, 
It just it, you just don't sell it very well on the screen there. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is the best of the three, uh, but the first one is just almost unwatchable. It's so bad, and, and not just because of Jar Jar Binks. The Jar Jar Binks problem uh, is that he he's the comic relief character in, in the movies, but it had already been established that the comic relief characters for the series was R2-D2 and C-3PO. And George Lucas referred to this because uh, when he was a film student, there was a series of Japanese films where there was these two uh, goofy guys who were always around, and they were witness to these extraordinary events uh, uh, throughout history and wars and stuff. And that's where he kind of got the idea that he needed characters like that to be kind of the, the, the sort of the guide to the audience of this world and that's what c3po and rtd2 were now they're in the movie but they're not they're not those characters and i don't know why he felt he had to do that so jar jar should have been a character that was greatly diminished than he was and uh, c3po and rtd2 should have had their original positions in that movie but they don't and the idea again uh, messing with uh, the continuity <laughs> of uh, c3po uh, being created by anakin is it's just stupid. Uh, C-3PO should have just been another robot that uh, either the uh, the, the fade tra- uh, whatever, whatever the, the trade the fade the trade federation uh, owned uh, and uh, the Naboo people did along with how R2D2 you know he was just on the ship and it made that made sense for his introduction, but the whole C-3PO thing that was pretty bad. Also, uh, Darth Vader doesn't remember any of these people. Obi-Wan doesn't remember R2-D2 in uh, New Hope. He, just, he says it. I, I never owned a droid. Uh, well, yeah, you did. <laughs> he had his own uh, R2 unit. It was a, he called it R4, but it was the same design. Uh, it ends up getting destroyed, but it was his. And he knew R2-D2. He was always around. So, oh, and Darth Vader doesn't recognize any of these people. He doesn't recognize C-3PO. There's no mention of that because... They didn't think of it then. <laughs> That's the problem of prequel. You've got you're 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 limited by what you've already done. So there's certain things you can do, but uh, some of these rules here you've already established you can't uh, deviate from. But they did. Uh, so and a, a solution to that might have been that uh, maybe C3PO and R2D2 didn't have the same designation. It would have been. Uh, I don't know, C2PO <laughs> and R1D1 or, you know, I, I, so, you know, something along those lines. And then they're giving new designations and maybe they could have even changed their look a little bit. to where like you could look at uh, uh, the, the Macquarie art uh, concept artwork that was done to, to boost the film originally. And some of that look there, you could have established that, oh, they had a different design and uh, they changed. But, yeah, no thought put into that. So, yeah, the prequels are still bad. <laughs> Rogue One, there's people that are criticizing and say it was an unnecessary story. And I guess technically it is. But I liked it. I, I think it's a good film. It's a very simple plot of, a, of like a heist film in space type thing. And uh, it works. And uh, it gives a little, I think, of necessary credence to the idea of how uh, the Empire uh, has this flaw in the Death Star that makes it, all you got to do is, well, it's hard to get that little hole, but Luke does it with the Force, and it blows it up. Well, they explain how that happened. And uh, I, look, I just like the movie. I think it works, and uh, uh, it fits in. Uh, the only thing it doesn't fit in quite well is it's a bit darker than the uh, 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 more childlike atmosphere of the originals. But, you know, what are you going to do? So, 
The latest news is is that one of the uh, they're working on a hand solo film, which sounds like it's in trouble. They had to change directors and all that. Ron Howard's taking it over, so maybe he can turn it into something. Uh, there was news that the uh, the star had to have an acting coach brought in. I don't that sounds odd. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's apparently a lot of expensive reshoots going on on that one. There's always reshoots in these movies, especially these big ones. But uh, this one sounds like it's a bit more uh, concerning. But that doesn't mean it won't, it'll be bad. Maybe they can pull that off. I, I, I'm not that interested in a Han Solo film as I was. The Rogue One intrigued me and it turned out pretty good. Uh, a Boba Fett movie makes a lot of sense. He's very popular, even though he was a minor character in the series. But he just the look of him and everything, I think it, it caught on with people. So giving him a movie uh, about his adventures set whenever, I don't know, uh, it could be a good one. Uh, there was talk of a Yoda movie. I'm not so crazy about that. But uh, the Obi Wan movie uh, might be good, and that's that's a, that's a done deal. They're, they've hired a director. They're they're talking about that, so that is going to happen. Uh, I don't know that Ewan McGregor will be cast in it, but it makes sense that he would be. Uh, so we'll see what that is, and it might be a quieter, smaller film, which might be a little cheaper too, especially if they're going to set it where he's entirely his story. Uh, being on Tatooine, watching watching over uh, Luke Skywalker, and uh, I don't know what kind of story you could get out of that, but that's the deal. You know, if you can come up with one, then you know you'll sell it. That'll be great. Uh, but beyond that, I don't know what other stories they've got in the hopper. So long as the Star Wars craze continues, uh, we'll see. But yeah, beyond that, I'm not all that interested in them, and uh, I don't know that my interest will be maintained by the ongoing uh, chapters either. Uh, I liked uh, Star Wars Force Awakens, but it was too much of an um, of, of a, you know, a retread of the original. Uh it worked for this one. That type of uh formula didn't work at all for Star Trek Into Darkness, which probably destroyed that franchise. Ugh, it's just oh boy, I I think I'll address that on the next episode. It's really depressing what's going on there with uh, Star Trek. But Star Wars uh, there may be some bumps in the road, but so far, sounds like so far so good. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. Uh, a show I was watching, I wish I had it mentioned and pumped up more. It came to an end, but it was a good series called Turn. They changed it to Turn Washington Spies on AMC. It was a fantastic show. It's really great. Uh, they got a great villain in it, played by a guy that I refer to as the evil Mr. Bentley <laughs> from the Jeffersons. And if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that was the Captain Simcoe character. Uh, do check it out. Uh, it, it, it came to an end. And uh, it was a great series. They had one little technical problem in one of the episodes where uh, uh, one of the guys is escaping in a boat. And it looks like they had to reshoot it, but it, it looks like he's sitting in a puppet boat on Sesame Street. I, uh, that's the one big flaw in that series. Maybe they've gone back and create uh, fixed it for uh, the Blu-ray version or or whatever's online. I don't know. But uh, it's that's the, that's the one only flaw in it. The rest of it is a fantastic series, and I highly recommend it. Uh, I've been watching the Twin Peaks uh, reunion series. Uh, boy, uh, it, it almost didn't happen because David Lynch said he wanted 18 episodes rather than the eight that uh, Showtime wanted him to do. Uh, uh, Showtime was right. He only needed eight episodes. He's wasting a lot of time on all his uh, artsy-fartsy surrealistic crap that seems to be going nowhere. I, I, I can't recommend it. I'm watching it to the end, but I'm very disappointed in a lot of it. It's just really sad. 
Uh, so if, uh, if somebody has a passing interest, I can't recommend it to you. Sorry. That's that's sad. Uh, oh, I saw the Spider-Man movie, uh, the Homecoming movie. Um, it stinks. It's, uh, boy, what a letdown. Uh, I, I enjoyed uh, Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man in the uh, Captain America movie, which was really Avengers, what, three? <laughs> uh, but and, and this Spider-Man story, that's not Spider-Man. Now, this is a kid who's... Uh, who's uh, wanting to be a star, you know, and uh, it, it makes sense that he would look up to Iron Man and all that type of stuff, but his goals uh, is just to be a star and not to uh, right wrongs and stuff. I, I, it's mysterious in how um, he never mentions his Uncle Ben, which was uh, the reason he be, he becomes the superhero. Now, the reason he gets the powers, of course, is the spider and the accident and all that. But... Uh, his uncle, so some people suggested maybe he's not dead yet. <laughs> so then they would have to write in a story that I don't know what Aunt May and Uncle Ben are separated or divorced. You know, you're getting too far away from the story, and and why it it didn't improve it, it it made it bad. And then of course the the race switcheroo they did with every character but Spider Man is <laughs> just really stupid and did nothing for the story. But there again, you could have made them all white like they were in the comic book, and it still would have been a crappy story. So that really doesn't make much difference, really. It's just stupid. You know, aren't we better because we did that? No. You're making a mockery of racial issues when you do stuff like that. The only good thing was Michael Keaton. He did a fantastic job as uh, the Vulture. But, yeah, yeah, he's a veteran actor, and he knows what he's doing. (laughs) So... I can't recommend it. Uh, it made its money. Uh, it didn't make the money they had hoped for, and hopefully they learned from that. But it's really bad. Oh yeah, and especially the suit uh, becomes like uh, Kit the car from Knight Rider. Yeah, that is oh boy. It's like why does he even need the spider powers? You know, you just wear that suit. Anybody could be Spider Man wearing that suit. It's <laughs> it's it, yeah, it stinks. Um, uh, hopefully future movies will just forget that happened and uh, move on, but uh, he still has the suit, so I don't, I don't think so. So, yeah, pretty bad. Uh, so the winner of summer, I would say, is Wonder Woman. The other superhero film that's really strong is Logan. Uh, but Wonder Woman uh, had a lot to, to prove because the whole idea of people they wouldn't, would never make a Wonder Woman movie because they didn't think a, a female lead uh, could carry an action movie and all that stuff. And there's been plenty. There's been cult favorites, uh, the Resident Evil series, which made six movies. The movies are terrible, but I've watched all of them because, well, I, you know, I just like Mila Jovovich. So, <laughs> uh, oh, and she's apparently going to be in the new Hellboy reboot. I'm not sure about that, but we'll see. Because I, I like the uh, the Ron Perlman movies. I wish they could have completed the trilogy, but no, oh, well. Uh, so anyway, Wonder Woman's the big winner, I think. Uh, because she had a lot to uh, prove, and she did, and it uh, blows Spider-Man out of the water. Uh, the big superhero movie is Wonder Woman of this year, and uh, you know I think she, she made a big win for the DC movies, which have been troubled. There's stuff for a DC freak like me to like, but for the average moviegoer looking for a fun movie, that you, you can't recommend those. Certainly not Suicide Squad. I don't know if everybody beats up on Batman versus Superman, but Suicide Squad was really bad. Uh, it's too bad because the cast. Uh, kind of did their parts, and it, it, it was possibilities there. I liked the opening and beginning of it, 
But then there's just no story. It falls apart and it's just out, you know, well, hours. I mean, tons of <laughs> moments of them just walking around and talking. I mean, yeah, they didn't have an idea. It was a rush job and that's too bad. Meanwhile, in the world of comic books, which spawned all this stuff, uh, Marvel Comics remains in the toilet. Uh, they've literally produced stories that are just openly racist. Uh, the Storm character from X-Men and one of these series, which has been canceled, so but still, I don't. I guess they're going to maintain her character now. Uh, she hates white people. She just hates them, doesn't want them around. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> and they constantly take different groups. So, so black people in one gay people in another and act like they're doing some great wonders for them by treating them like prized pets. Uh, and the stories aren't there. They don't even think them through. The plots are terrible. They don't go nowhere. I mean, it's just all awful. But of course, since they're doing it to, uh, apparently fight against homophobia or racism or sexism, uh, you can't criticize it because if you do, well, you're the homophobe, racist and sexist and all that. So basically, that's what they got. Uh, they're supposedly going to bring back their old characters because they replaced them all with different races and genders and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they'll bring them back because the sales are terrible. They're in the toilet, and they figure they have uh, FU money from Disney, and they can do whatever they want, which I guess for a while, but eventually, uh, you're just making toilet paper, and they're not in the toilet paper business. So why bother having a comic book in print? If you don't even care what's on the page. And a lot of them don't. Uh, the, all these writers and stuff for these comic books, their Twitter feeds, it's all about Trump and stuff like that. <laughs> and they, it's as if they don't even know what they're writing. They don't care. They don't promote it. Um, I I don't know. It's very bizarre. It's odd. So some ways by default, but other ways uh, because they're better. Uh, DC Comics is coming through and doing very well. Uh, certainly there's PC politics and DC comics as well, but not to the cult-like extent of Marvel. So I guess Marvel's kind of like Google is, you know, like they, they threw that guy out uh, who made a reasonable point and instead of arguing it or countering it because, well, they couldn't, uh, they just threw him away because uh, 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 you, you don't have a right to hate speech because in hate speech is defined by what I don't like. So uh, that's what happened there. And apparently the same environment exists at Marvel. Uh, so uh, DC's looking good, uh, but time will tell. And maybe uh, these guys will get swept out and then Marvel can go back to the way it was. Uh, a company that cares about making exciting and enjoyable stories. <laughs> because the idea that they had no diversity is bullshit. Marvel always had diversity. And I think I've mentioned this before. When I was a kid... Captain Marvel was a black woman. So uh, don't give me this crap about now you're diverse and you've brought it to Marvel and all that. You, you didn't. <sighs> Speaking of all this uh, uh, swapping of characters like gender, of course, we know that Doctor Who will now be a woman. And there was uh, outcries about it, people who didn't like it and people who uh, loved it and said it's fantastic but couldn't exactly explain why. Uh, political people could explain why, because now more than ever, <laughs> because of Trump, I guess, I don't know, uh, we need a woman doctor. Uh, well, actor Peter Davison, who played the fifth doctor in the 80s, he's the guy who succeeded Tom Baker, who everybody says they have their own doctor. Well, Tom Baker was mine. Uh, he was the longest running doctor and the wildest one to hold the role. 
and pretty much took it over and defined it as as him. <laughs> so he was a hard one to follow, but Peter Davison did it. Now, he wished uh, uh, actress Jodie Whittaker well and thought she would do a good job because uh, he said she's a good actress and all that. But if it had been up to him, he would not have cast a woman. Uh, here he is in an interview. Uh, this was actually some a couple, maybe a couple of years ago where there was always there had been building talk about uh, casting a woman. Uh, and then finally, they, they recently did it. But uh, here he is talking about it in an interview. Do you think Doctor Who needs to move with the times? Is it time for a, a woman doctor? You know, this is very much down to personal opinion. Personally, I have trouble, and I speak now as, as, a, as a fan who grew up watching it, I have trouble with the idea of a female doctor, only because uh, I, I reckon if you're born on Gallifrey, a man, you probably are, are a m male time lord. I've nothing against a, a female time lord. In fact, um, my daughter, who was in an episode uh, with David Tennant, uh, was in fact a time lord, and at the end of her story, she flew off into the universe um, at the moment, never to be seen again. So let's bring her back. <laughs> let's have a spin-off with Jenny. Um, wow. I, so I think it's great to have a, 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 a female Time Lord. But my feeling about it, although I know this can be controversial, and I'm not speaking as a doctor now, I'm speaking as a viewer, uh, it, it is very much that what you have with the modern doctors is a slightly unsure, uncertain, uh, troubled doctor uh, with a very strong female companion. And it seems to me if you reverse that, if you have uh, an uncertain, a troubled, or an, a, a, a fallible female doctor with a really strong male companion, you've got more of a stereotype than anything else. So I, I personally think I, 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 the doctor's a, 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 a man, a male, but I, I probably will get flack. And that's fair enough. It's just my opinion. Well, you're not allowed an opinion these days. Uh, <laughs> and he makes a point there about how the stories have been structured and about the doctor and all that. Uh, I, he needn't worry. I'm pretty sure the, the female doctor will not be troubled or lost or anything and need any help from a male companion. The male companion will be a complete idiot. And uh, she may even kick him in the balls once in a while. <laughs> Misandry is good uh, from the PC cult. They're fine with that. That's a very important part of it. So I wouldn't worry about that. But still, here he is just giving his opinion. And he points out that uh, they'd had female Time Lords. And what's wrong with that? Why couldn't they pump these characters up? They never let them have their own char character. Uh, it's the same with, like I referred to in the uh, Marvel comics characters and what they switch them around and all that, and they take away their identity. It's like uh, the Falcon. They made him the black Captain America. But he would always been the Falcon. Why? What's wrong with his original character? And they're giving it back to him and everything. But the idea that he, he's nothing until he's some other guys are i.e. a white man's character or clothes or uniform <laughs> look whatever and here in doctor who uh apparently it, the idea is that being a companion was insulting or some or less so all these speeches about how strong this character was or how strong she was or what have you i guess they didn't really mean it because none of them were ever actually the doctor so they weren't any good. I'm telling you, uh, this new series especially has been more about the female companions than anything else. Uh, and so the idea that uh, there just wasn't enough uh, time or spent or screen time spent on female characters is just 
bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in some scenes, you could look at pictures and stuff from the show, and it's like, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> and the, oh, there's a man in it. It's the doctor. Well, not anymore. <laughs> so, uh, was this necessary? It had to happen for to, to right a great wrong? No, not really. But as for Peter Davison, uh, you know, he says, yeah, I'll get some flack for that, but it's just my opinion. And uh, <laughs> you might get more than that. It'll be interesting to see what his future uh, with the Big Finish programs will be and how deep the PC cult uh, reaches. Because uh, uh, it's pretty deep in the programming of the BBC. But uh, I don't know how that'll be. Uh, he made a point also, uh, and this was a more recent interview at the uh, San Diego Comic Con where the announcement and all that stuff had happened. Uh, uh, asking his opinion on it all, and uh, here's that. I don't know. I feel, you know, I'm, I I think the time for discussion about that is past. They've made the, they've made the announcement that Jodie Whittaker is the next Doctor, and that's great. Uh, um, you know, I feel if I feel any, uh, any doubts about it, it's the loss of a role model for boys, who I think it's, it's Doctor Who is vitally important for. So I, I feel a bit uh, uh, I'm sad about that, but I understand the argument that, that you know you, you, you've got to open it up. So that, that's absolutely uh, fair enough. So I'm, I, 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 she has my best wishes and full confidence. And there you see again where uh, he praises Miss Whitaker and wishes her well and all that stuff. And I'll tell you, uh, online, and uh, and this is uh, not just you know nasty comments on social media, but those were nasty too. But uh, in uh, articles on the subject, when I was uh, looking it up, they were uh, very rude to the guys. He won't come into the 21st century. I don't see what that has to do with anything. Uh, and he could, you can't have an opinion. You can't. He still wished her well. You know, you can see it in that that dialogue there, but it wasn't good enough. And he makes the point about, oh, well, no role models for boys. Well, then another doctor uh, disagreed with him, and that was uh, Colin Baker, who was his successor in the, the show. And uh, he, he said this. They've had 50 years of having a role model. So, oh, sorry, Peter, you're talking rubbish there. Absolute rubbish. Well, you don't have to be a, of the gender of someone to be a role model. Can't be role models as people. Uh, yes, Peter Davison's not referring to 50-year-olds. He's referring to children of today. <laughs> uh, and uh, he defeats his own argument by saying the gender doesn't matter, so then why do the change in the first place? So, uh, sorry, Colin Baker. Uh, Colin Baker got a raw deal. Uh, they cheated him out of the the series. Uh, he got uh, he wasn't even allowed to do the doctor the way he would have liked to, and they put him in that god awful multicolored costume. <laughs> Jeez! And then uh, they screwed him. Uh, he they all of a sudden just fired him. And uh, anyway, it's a long story. I always felt he got the the, the rawest deal out of all the actors who had to deal with that series. But uh, I don't agree with him here. Uh, yes, the doctor could be female. You could see it science fiction in the science fiction of the series about how that could happen, uh, over the time of the DNA floating around and eventually it could happen, but it would be a rare occurrence. Uh, I don't see them really doing that, even though the scene suggested it. I'll go over this in more in depth. We don't have the time for it here, but, uh, people beating up on Peter Davis in which they most certainly did this idea that it's just an opinion, which is all it should be. And you can see him praising and wishing the show well and all that sort of stuff. And yet, for some people, 
No, you are not of the body. You must be expelled. <laughs> so... It's uh, a sad set of circumstances. All right, that's my uh, overview of entertainment aspects of uh, films and television and comic books. So, uh, once again, I'm out of time. Uh, I could do more, but I think you would get bored. So, uh, we're going to bring it to a close. Uh, I'll end on this whole uh, uh, business with uh, uh, the alt-right and the hardcore left with Antifa and the alt-right joining up with Nazis and the like. Uh, A lot of this was sparked out of uh, the removal of Confederate statues and the like, uh, uh, Confederate battle flag. And it it is the battle flag. It's not the Confederate flag. I'm guessing pretty good that most of you wouldn't recognize the Confederate flag if you saw it. (laughs) It's not what you saw in Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, So that's kind of interesting i thought but uh historical ignorance uh rules it rules uh the taking down of the statues hey look i got no problem with it tell you the truth even though i'm a southerner because uh let's why don't we get rid of all remnants of the confederacy uh including its last remaining institution yes we know it as the democratic party yes why don't we tear that down <laughs> so uh thanks for listening uh, especially tuning in for all these 100 episodes and stick around for more yes they'll be coming your way if you want to help out the mr nelson show of course you can head over to my selfie.com uh, slash nelson store where i have my poor man's mystery science theater treatment of public domain uh cinema crap uh sci-fi horror movies stuff like that and they're dirt cheap at $1.75 and uh, 99 cents. So uh, that'll be fun. And uh, of course, you can go to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com. You do a search and you'll find the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com. And uh, you can get yourself a Mr. Nelson t shirt and the like. Uh, the Rob Saul t shirt's there too. Uh, and goodies like that mugs and buttons and stickers and stuff like that. Also, uh, head over to YouTube and look up the Douglas Nelson channel. And uh, you can uh, watch a video there. The Nelson ratings are there. Those will be the most, uh, uh, you know, typical uh, videos posted there. And uh, give a like, uh, please. (laughs) Or you can vote it down. Uh, But the more views I get, eventually I'll get some change from YouTube. So uh, head over there, subscribe. That'll be nice. Thanks. And that'll help out. And, well, you know, if you're really feeling charitable for poor old Mr. Nelson, well, guess what? You can head over to paypal.me slash Mr. Nelson. That's M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. And you can, I don't know, drop a penny <laughs> if you want. And uh, any amount will do. That would be nice. It sure would. And you can help keep the Mr. Nelson show going. Not only that, but uh, all my projects that I'm doing. Uh, And uh, there'll be more. I'll make more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, there. I plugged all my stuff and begged. And now I got to go take a shower. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next Saturday. Good night, everybody. The 
views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Okay. The feet stop, push stop.